Welcome back to Are You For Real? Today on the podcast, we are on a call actually with Liz, um, one of the two from Wheezy Towels. And if you don't know these towels, they're amazing. And I'm not just saying that my mother-in-law got there's like a hundred of us and she got all of us towels for <laughs> Christmas. And like my dad just flew in from Boston this week and I made sure that they were clean to put in his bathroom and that my kids didn't totally destroy them. Cause I was like, these are pretty towels and they're really great. So I love that. Liz, give us just like a little background about you and then speak for Lindsay too. Okay. Um, yes. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited um, as you said, one of the co-founders of Wheezy Towels. So um, I am the creative director and Lindsay, my counterpart, is the CEO. So I am kind of the creative and marketing brain and she is the finance and ops brain. So it works really well together. Um, we originally met in college and um, were part of kind of the same Southern conglomerate in New York. We both moved there after college and became even better friends and then Wheezy was inspired by my experience registering for towels when I was getting married. Um, in New York, you know, I had had, as many young people do, such like a hodgepodge of towels from Target and God knows where stolen from my parents. Right. Um, and, you know, I set out to like go buy my first set of quote adult towels and just had this mo and, you know, with someone else's money and um, had this moment in front of a towel wall where I was like, OK, which are the best ones? And I was trying to figure out the differences between materials and jargon. And all of a sudden I was doing all of this research and something I had been so excited about turned into such a chore. So I just had one of those moments where I was like, there has to be a better way. Um, and then finally decided on one, went to go get them embroidered and the lead time was something crazy, like 12 weeks. So um, it was Lindsay and I had a conversation about it and just one of those things that kept snowballing until we were like, wait, is this a business opportunity? Yeah, totally. Um, and the rest is kind of history. So then she was living in New York at the time, or we, I mean, we were both living in New York at the time. Um, I soon after moved to Savannah. So that's where I still am. And Lindsay has since moved to Atlanta. Okay. So it's really headquartered in Atlanta. Our um, fulfillment center is there. We do all our embroidery in-house. So all that happens there. And then I have some of the creative and the marketing team with me and Savannah. That's awesome. And I, I remember Carter telling me that, and I don't know if it, I don't, you know, I always love interviewing people or chatting with people that I don't know a ton about, but I remember her saying uh -huh. like, right when you got started, you got pregnant or she got pregnant or you both got pregnant. And it was yes. like, you just were like, we're doing it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was pregnant when we were working on it. So the company's three years old. Um, we worked on it for a year before launch. So we've really been working on it for four years and now we have four kids between us. Oh, amazing. I, I was the only, I was pregnant when we started working on it, which honestly is, I mean, you know, the juggle, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise. Cause I've, I haven't known anything else, right. but pure chaos of owning a company and having kids. Um, and Lindsay shortly joined, joined me in that pure chaos. Um, so yeah, I think it, it works for us. Yeah. We're always trying to keep our heads above water, but I'm, I'm a so big now. fan of chaos. I, I really am. I like, I'm all about strength and numbers. I have three kids, seven and under. And oh I'm like, I, I literally like thrive in chaos. I'm like, Oh, shit's hitting the fan. I Perfect. Kind of Jump too. me in. I like, know. If it's like easy breezy, I'm like, nah, I'll pass. 
This yeah. seems too good to be I, true. I was la- I was listening to I can't remember which episode it was, and you and Carter were talking about how either she said it or you that you'd be a horrible stay-at-home mom. And I feel the same way. Like I I just kind of, it's like the only way I know how to operate. Yeah. And I also <sighs> being a stay-at-home mom, I think would be harder. (laughs) I think it's absolutely the hardest. I always give this, like, I have some good girlfriends that do it. And I'm like, y'all are actual warriors because like, I have like, you know, Friday evenings, all day, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's, I got to go back to work guys. I'll see you. I'll see you. Monday morning pass off feeling. It's heaven. It's like, here's, here are my kids and I'm going to grab a mimosa on the way to work. (laughs) Um, so you told us a little bit of how you got started and then I know that you guys gained momentum really quickly. So what, what was that like? Like you're just had a baby, you know, like you're there, she's in New York still, I believe. And you're, so what, how does like, how did it all happen so fast? Yeah. Um, I think Lindsay and I are both, while we're like complete opposites, I'm like a pessimist. (laughs) I mean, I'm a optimist. She's a pessimist. I'm creative. She's more numbers driven. We both are like really kind of insanely hard workers. Um, And we kind of just like did all the things leading up to our launch. We, we got advice from a lot of people. We had a lot of conversations and I think we kind of kept hearing over and over again. It's like an art, not a science. And you kind of just have to try a little bit of everything, like throw pasta on the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. So we did a little bit of everything. Like we, um, we reached out to influencers and told them what we were doing and the ones that kind of naturally gravitated towards it and kind of understood, we gifted them a ton of product. Um, we definitely like lit a lot of money on fire. Well, so can you like talk gifting and tell like just for our listeners, because I think that's so like pertinent, like people, you know, like people hear that and they're like, Oh, influencers, but I'm like, no influencers actually like help unfortunately or fortunately oh. I like I have friends that are influencers make the world yeah. go around right and 100%, so yeah. what does that look they're, like so you reach out definitely some of our biggest advocates um we we would just reach out and say like hey we're starting a modern luxury towel brand they're really the highest quality towels on the market we're doing all the customization in-house like if you're interested we would love to send you something and then just would follow up and say we would love to hear your honest thoughts the good the bad the ugly um and we just had some like really wonderful early on supporters um, that loved the product. So we just kept gifting them. And then we would follow up and say, hey, we're launching today. We would love your help spreading the word. Like, especially in those early days when, you know, we knew we were going to have to gift product and light money on fire in that way. But we just like really didn't have a budget to be paying people. Mm -hmm. Um, And now our earliest supporters and the ones that really stuck with us. We're just now starting to be able to like have paid campaigns, campaigns with them. So, but it really did all kind of happen naturally at the beginning. Um, so we did the whole, we did a lot of influencer outreach and then we kind of did the same thing with press outlets. We would just look up, um, editors and writers that had 
covered similar companies in the direct to consumer space or the luxury space and same thing, just reach out to them and offer to give them product and ask for really honest feedback. Um, and then just keep following up. I mean, following mm-hmm. up and following up. You like have to, it's like almost like you have to stalk people. A hundred percent. Yeah. My friend Adam who works in um, the entertainment business, he was helping me with something and I was like, I don't, I was like, I feel like this chick's trying to break up with me. And he's like, I got a stalker. He's like, just get on her ass. Keep stalking her. I know. You know? I know. And I'm like, I feel like a psychopath. He's like, welcome to my life. I know. I know. You start to feel so creepy and annoying, but I think the free product helps. And, yeah, right. Um, and then we got really lucky. You know, I feel like it's all equal parts, hard work and luck. The harder you work, the luckier you, the luckier you get. Um, but we got really lucky with a Fast Company article when we launched from Elizabeth Seagram, um, who's covered a lot of direct consumer companies in general. And she just wrote this article about the launch and we saw a lot of traction for that. And I think that's kind of when, you know, you turn on the website and you have this like a very scary moment. Like, is anyone going to show up? Are right. we crazy? Did we just waste flashed year of our lives? And, you know, it starts with our family and then friends and then after that article hit, we started to see some names we didn't recognize. And I will like never forget that feeling. Oh, it's such a good Um, feeling. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lucky break at the beginning. And then just honestly, friends and family, like we gifted friends and family, we asked them to help us get the word out. um, And they're still like our biggest advocates today. That's definitely how like the most people hear about Weezy. Do you think you'll ever have a store? Yes. Funny you should ask. Um, in two weeks, we're opening in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Wait, actually, no, not two weeks. I'm like, what month is it? Um, it's it's October 11th or 12th is the actual opening. So That's beginning awesome. second week of October. Yeah. So it's starting as a pop-up, hopefully to turn into a permanent thing. But um, it's we love been pop-ups. so much fun. Yeah. You know all about them. Um, so, um, so with that, will you... It'll be like, because people can buy the towels without doing the monogramming and all that. Yeah. So it's going to have all of our Wheezy items that you can like go and touch and feel and see, but we're actually still going to ship from our fulfillment center in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've also been curating item like home items and gift items it's kind of it's called the wheezy gift market outside of wheezy which is so been fun so much fun yeah. i feel like i'm just shopping yeah <laughs> um it's definitely been one of my like favorite projects to date and so will that be in the store as well yes so all of those items will be in the store um we're gonna have and you know just you know how it is like with the pandemic and we had just kind of started working on events and working on pop-ups. So we are just so ready to like interact with our customers in person. Like we just always walk away with some interesting anecdote or inspiration for a new product. So that's the part I'm the most excited about just to, you know, see the, the wheezy customers in person. Absolutely. I know. I love, that's my favorite part of my job is actually being with the people, like everything else. I just like yeah. put my fingers in my ears and I'm like, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. um, so with these, so you're turning it, I, and maybe this isn't the right term, but like a little bit more into like a luxury lifestyle kind of brand, or is that, you know, the goal ish? Yeah. I mean, I think with the Wheezy products that we're manufacturing, we will always like stay in our lane. Um, and that lane is the bathroom. I can see. <laughs> but my kids love when, me when I'm in the bathroom. Exactly. I, was, I was saying the other day they they'd walk over. Yeah. There. They'll walk over John's burning body to find me in a locked bathroom. <laughs> like they'll be like, mom, it's I'm so, thirsty. And I'm like, so are you kidding me right now? 
Yeah. I haven't gone to the bathroom alone in like three years. Um, but it, you know, when I was initially looking for towels, it was a lot of sheet companies that kind of had towels as an afterthought. Um, and so we're really like towels first, bathroom first, and anything that we kind of spin off from towels will be very closely related. So I think the other items in the retail store, we're certainly going to like learn from and, um, keep an open mind for other things we want to develop, but I think it'll stay pretty like luxury home goods for sure. That's awesome. So this is like a kind of a grossish question, but oh. John, <laughs> my husband, he uh-huh. tells me that I ruin our towels because <laughs> I like to wash them a lot. And I'm like, they're like, our kids are disgusting. I sweat all day. So like, I don't need to like, I don't maybe like do a towel wash every shower, but like maybe every other. And he's like, this is why our towels look like this. Like, what is your suggestion on a good towel wash? (laughs) Okay. So what are the towels looking like? First of all? Well, so we have like, I'll just use the ones that we have of y'all's. Like we have the white ones with the gray, Uh like the light gray monogram and the light gray, like around the edge. Uh And they've just been, you know, loved a lot. Like I said, like I... Like when nobody, when we don't have a company in town, I'm like these, I covet them. They're mine. They're my special towels. And then when company comes, I want them to use them, but I, we do wash them a lot. And so they're like a little bit brownish. Okay. Is there like a um, special wash you recommend? Yeah. Oh yeah. So wash every one to two uses. Thank and then you, they John. Should, Thank you. They should last for like two years. Like, you know, you wouldn't wear your same cotton shirt every day for two years and expect it to last longer than that. So if you're washing more often, I would say it's going to be more like one year Okay. Um, for being at their peak season. And then for discoloring, we are obsessed with the laundress bleach alternative. What's it called? It like the laundress bleach alternative. Okay. Um, our manufacturer is not crazy about bleaching towels because he says it um, weakens the fibers and all of that. But like you, you could also slap them with a little bleach. Okay. So I think what y'all need to come out with is your own wash. I know. We've talked about this. And I know it's like probably a totally different market to engage in. But like people that want to spend money and invest in, you know, that kind of stuff are probably like willing to... Yeah. Not, not throw a Tide Pod in like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we answer that question like a hundred times a day. So it would be really nice if we were just pointing people to our own wash. Yeah, totally. So like, so you clearly have a manufacturer who helps you guys. Is this, is that, yep. is this someone in the States? Is this overseas? Like how did, how did you find these people? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our manufacturer, now we have a few just kind of based on the item, but the core, like our amazing bath towel manufacturer is in Portugal. It's a family run factory. We are obsessed with them. They're like just the like happiest, most loving Portuguese people. Um, our calls are like so fun. We're always laughing through them and they're just like really wonderful people. Um, so And then we have a few other factories, but that's really like our core one. And um, the journey of finding them just, you know, had lots of twists and turns and again, a little bit of luck um, and just like felt very serendipitous. But literally when I was in the hospital giving birth, Lindsay went to Germany to a textile manufacturing show. Um, And even to figure out that those existed (laughs) took a while. Right. 
the very first thing we did was just like tell Google towel manufacturer. And that would lead us to, you know, a website. We would have a call. We would learn something on that call. We would figure out something more specific to Google. Soon we realized there weren't really like U.S. towel manufacturers. So it just like we just started and we learned a little bit more each week. Then we learned about these textile shows and we figured out which one we should go to. And then Lindsay went to the one in Germany while I was giving birth to our our other baby and um, just kind of happened upon the family factory. And like, it, it became really clear who was taking us seriously and who wasn't. Like there were a few people that were like, y'all are who? Like two random girls from the U.S. without a background in this? Mm-hmm. Like, no, next conversation. Um, and they just like entertained the conversation and understood what she was going for. She had a suitcase of towels. We had literally ordered every towel on the market and we're like, we like this about this towel. We don't like this about this towel. And they kind of, they helped us like put together our perfect towel recipe, if you will. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really kind of like serendipitous, but it was at that show that we found them. Yeah. That's amazing. And so have you guys been able to visit down there? Lindsay went once. I, I can't remember why I couldn't go that time. I think I was pregnant with my second, Um, So I'll go on the next trip. And then they've come to the U.S. a few times. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us some, like, do you guys, like, do you have uh, PR people that help you? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So we've we've gone through a few different PR people. Um, We launched with a close friend here who actually lived in Charleston, Ellie uh, McNevin. She went from Charleston to Savannah and then Richmond. Um, And she left kind of join a big company. So stopped doing it on her own. And then we kind of bounced around, uh, through a few people that I've like just loved working with kind of changing it up and working with different people on the PR front. And Mm -hmm. now we're back to Ellie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And like, just for our listeners, like what are the, are the the pros, the cons, like what is that, you know, cause I know for so many people I talk to that are maybe younger entrepreneurs are trying to like figure out where, you know, they don't have a ton of money yet, like where to put the money. Like, what do you feel is the, you know, what's the value? Yeah. Um, I think the PR like puzzle is really tough because it feels like a necessary evil. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's hard to really see, understand if it's working, Um, you know, you can only discover so much on like Google analytics. if like XYZ article drove traffic. Mm -hmm. But when I think about like my own consumer habits, it's like, I hear about something on a podcast and then I read about it and then I see it on Instagram and then I get served an ad and then some random event happens and I'm like, oh yeah, I do want to try that toothbrush. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why we always say like, you kind of have to try all the things, like do a little bit of everything. Um, I think it's just like one of those necessary evils. But for us, when we were starting out, we interviewed like a ton of different options from like really expensive end to the lower end. And and we're just like super scrappy. We didn't raise money before. So we were scared and couldn't spend that much money on like one of the really higher end options. And um, Ellie was a freelancer and really felt like an extension of our team. And she honestly really taught us a lot about PR, Mm -hmm. like this is how you find um, editors email addresses and this is what you should say. And this is how often you should follow up and just had really creative ideas. Like 
at our launch, she was like, you should put together an editor box with a USB with all the imagery they could need to run an article. Oh, that's smart. So, yeah. So little things like that, that we just never would have thought of. Um, and, and, you know, some of it's like not rocket science, just looking up like, Hey, I saw these articles. I mean, these editors wrote these similar articles on these companies. So we should pitch them and these, this should be the angle. And, um, just like really teaching us kind of soup to nuts, how it worked. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I think not being scared to like, I think PR is one of those tricky things that people are always a little bit disappointed because it is so hard to track. So not being scared to kind of like jump around and test people out. I think every time we work with a new partner, we like learn something new, um, and realize it, it brings to light positives and negatives from the last person that we worked with. And I think it's funny that now we've like gone full circle and we're right back to Ellie. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things that is like, you have to kind of like do all the things and, and see what works. And when you find something that works, rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. I hear you on that. Um, so what are like the favorite like moments so far for you or like, what's your, like, Mm. are you for real moment with the business? God, so many. Um, I just feel like for the past four years, we've been like drinking out of a fire hose and every week we're like, it'll probably slow down after X, Y, Z. And it gets like even more insane. Um, but that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know how it is with your own business. It's like highest highs, lowest lows. Yes. Um, Everything's so personal. I, right. Exactly. I mean, it's truly like another child. Mm-hmm. Definitely that moment. Well, I would say when our towels arrived for the very first time, like towels are bulky and we knew how many we were ordering them, but to see the vast number of towels in front of us in a warehouse that we had just leased before our website had been turned on and the, t- the boxes were in like very horrible condition. Some of them were soaking wet Oof. and we definitely just had this moment where we were like, what did we do? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and so definitely that moment. And, you know, we did everything ourselves. It was us two and an embroiderer. So we unpacked all of those. I threw out my back and couldn't move the next day. Like just so many funny little moments like well, that. I mean, so it's just like, cause you think about it, like people think, oh, well they have a warehouse, they have a warehouse, people this right. and that. But it's like, when you're just starting, it's just you. Yeah. Yeah. And we think about that all the time. Like, you know, we've built out this amazing team. Um, I have like five people with me in Savannah and there's 15 more corporate employees in Atlanta and about the same, um, on the fulfillment team, but all of those jobs were just us two mm-hmm. for, you know, at yep. least six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely those moments where it was like us doing everything. And then the next day turning on the website and starting to see names we didn't recognize. I'll never forget what that felt like. And then all the little milestones, like hitting 10,000 followers on Instagram and getting a swipe up and just being yeah. so insanely excited about that. Right. And, um, you know, that fast company article, like, I just feel like it all still feels like such a dream. <laughs> like, I know it happened from nights and nights of hard work. And, um, we like set out with, a goal that we're still racing towards, but it all feels kind of still unbelievable at the same time. I think too, when you love what you do, like, and I know that sounds so freaking cliche, but it's like, yeah, when I first opened my first studio 
a long time ago, I was like, we did, I did everything. I was like the janitor. I cleaned, I taught all the classes, I did everything. And now like we're here and I have this whole team around me that supports everything I do. And I'm like, I love it. I love to go to work. Like we're saying about Mondays. I'm like, here we go. You know, Same. Um, which that's like such an invaluable feeling. Absolutely. It really is. And even like, like we had a situation this year today where like we have we've had some bad AV issues and there's always like things that are happening, but I'm like, I don't care. Like it's good. Yeah. It's all like a learning yeah. and it's all a lesson and there's so much, right. you know, beauty in the breakdown. Um, yeah. And I think too, like just in terms of the team, once we had uh, employees and like we were in charge of their family's being and their salaries and um, that like a, just such an awesome responsibility but also, you know, freaks you out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really felt the pressure after that and continue to feel the pressure. Like, you know, we hire people and get to know them and get to know their story and, you know, have a bad sales day and start freaking out. Oh, yeah. Um, know all about go that. Go down rabbit holes there. But yeah, so I think that was definitely like another, <laughs> are you kidding me moment? Like we are in charge here. Um, I mean, my husband and I were just in Europe, like having this incredible trip. And I was like, it is so sick, but I like really miss working right now. Yeah, I get it. The Longboard recently opened its second outpost on Sullivan's Island. And the stunning new restaurant and bar has quickly become a favorite for locals and visitors alike. I've been there, you guys. It is freaking epic. The original restaurant is located on St. John and has been recognized by the New York Times, Imbibe, Coastal Living, and more for its frozen painkillers, fresh off the boat seafood dishes, and island vibes. Its menu focuses on innovative island fare, highlighting coastal flavors, fresh and obscure seafood, tropical produce, and local farms and fishermen. The buzzy indoor-outdoor restaurant exudes coastal cool vibes, with its main dining room feeling like a bungalow. The Longboard is the perfect destination after a day at the beach. Grab a bar stool and start with a signature cocktail. Then dig into the menu of bright and fresh dishes like the drunken prawns, mango and cucumber salad, and grilled avocado. Had that as well, absolutely delicious. The Longboard is first come first serve. Head to their website to view their menu and see their hours of operation. And follow them on Instagram for mouth-watering food and drink pics. But that's a like good thing. Both, I'm always like ready yeah. to come home, um, you yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, let's jump back in and do what we do so good. And yeah. I think when you're in alignment, you know, when you're in flow, you just, it, it, it works. Um, yeah. And like, there's such trade-offs cause it's like, I can't go on a trip and not check in or not have a little bit of work to do because every problem is my problem in Lindsay's. Right. Um, but then, you know, the trade-off is that I like really enjoy what I'm doing most days. Totally. Um, so moving forward, like you said, you guys have the stores, you're doing some more, I don't know if the word is like accessories, but like gift kind of uh-huh. gifty things, home things. Yeah. Um, do you see if, if this, if the brick and mortar works, would that be something y'all would think about? Like, I think about like the lake, like pajamas, cause we have one in yeah. Charleston. I know they're from uh-huh. Savannah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, they're their stuff is like so pretty and, and like, you know, it's a, a like a premium, but it's like a beautiful store and the way they, yeah. I think they run everything is so oh, nice. That store's so pretty. And I'm like that f- for me in my mind, which, you know, weighs so much better than me, but like, I'm like, would that be something you guys would consider doing like opening a few stores here and there? And yeah, definitely. Um, retail is definitely one of those things that scared us in the early days. And I'll be very interested to see, I mean, it still does scare us, which is why we're kind of like, slowly dipping our toe in the water with the pop-up it's just such a commitment like even the pop-up we are 
you know, we have a luxury brand and we lean into interior design and we work with a lot of interior designers. And I mean, as you know, all too well, y'all just opened your studio. A build out is very expensive. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge commitment for us on the front end um, and just trying to keep it on brand and luxury. And we're working with an interior designer in Atlanta. Um, so it's, it's definitely a huge risk, but the hope is that we can make it work from a financial standpoint. And then we'll start to open stores in some of the cities that we have the most customers, like a, a Dallas, a Charlotte, a Charleston, um, yep. which is like a dream for me. Yes. And then you get to be like, like the, hey, kids, I have to go to work. I got to go to Charleston for the <laughs> yeah. week. Sorry. Exactly. Um, no, I, I hear you. Like, because we've, you know, we opened the two sweat studios and then we opened Cycle last week. And it is, I mean, it's just a labor of love. And it's like what you said, because Carter and I are kind of playing around with like, okay, well, what's next? Like, how are we expanding? Yeah. How are we growing? And she's so like the brand person, you know, like she's, her mind is like, like if it's not like the like right on brand and this and that, like, you know, she doesn't want to like ruin it. And I totally get that, respect yeah. that. And then I'm like, you know, big heart, big thinker. I'm like, what if we did this and this and this? And yeah. she's like, okay, relax, lady. <laughs> That's exactly how we are. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have this great idea. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to like really watch myself on sending people too many ideas. <laughs> you sound um, just like me. I'm like at 2 a.m. I was like, oh, guys, I just saved the world. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like Lindsay, she is my filter. Like I need guardrails. I need someone saying yes to some things, no to others. Yeah. Because ideas are the easy part for me. Um, but I was cracking up at Carter's story the other day. Like something was keeping her up at night, like about trash cans and hooks. And mm-hmm. that's like the stage we're in of the store right now. Like you know, X, Y, Z thing is keeping me up at night. And last night it was, did we order trash cans? Right. (laughs) I know. And it is, it's the little, like, you gotta like, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's. And it's, it's so good to have, you know, a partner that is there because I'm not, but you know, I know. And that's the other hard thing is I'm in Savannah. So it's like all the inventory that I've ordered is arriving to Atlanta and I'm not seeing it right away. So I just made literally right before this call, I made Lindsay FaceTime me and open every single box and like touch and feel things. And yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, a lot, a lot. So, um, does your, your husband doesn't work for the business, does he? He does not, um, but he also has his own business. Um, He works for a family business. So luckily he, we're just kind of like operating on the same wavelength of crazy all the time. Mm -hmm. Same, Um, John owns his own business too, so I get it. Yeah, so it gives you a lot to talk about, but it also makes life even more chaotic. I know, he's like, I'm like, you'll never guess what happened today. He's like, no, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, me first. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like last night coming off a vacation, I was up until three just trying to climb out of, you know, the whole, the definition of like work hard, play hard. Yep. Um, no vacation goes unpunished, but I like, didn't even ask, have a chance to ask him how his day was and something like insane that he didn't even have time to explain had just happened. And it's just like, I feel like we have a conversation like that every single day. I know it's, it's definitely a lot all the time. Um, so I was just the, the kind of like one of the last questions ish I have, and we can talk about whatever, but mm-hmm. if, you know, like if for some, like if you decided like at some point, like to sell this or to switch gears, like what would you do? Um, I love this question. 
I, I feel like I have just like one wheezy in me. Mm-hmm. It takes like all my heart and soul. So I want to do something smaller. Yeah. Um, I was an art major and minored in painting. And I think I would just love to go be a full-time artist. Yeah. It seems like I have a few friends that are artists and they work their butts off. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, totally. it seems it's very inspired. Yeah. And I have like kind of one speed on things. I'm like all or nothing. Um, and I think it would be really nice to ask, you know, just the feeling of being responsible for so many other people on our team. It would be nice on the flip side to only be in charge of me. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so I could see, um, after this, I mean, if that time ever comes, um, just painting full time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely in my system and needs to get out. Yeah. Well, you could, but you could paint on the side a little, maybe. Oh, I know. I always try. Like one of those people who like will never put up the paints, but they also haven't been touched in three years. Uh, I have a stack of books by my bed that haven't even been like, they're like <laughs> dust. They have dust on them. Yeah, yeah, I used to exactly. love to read before I had all my kids and was, like this business. I literally would like devour a book and now I'm like, I'm just getting better. Look at Instagram and like go to sleep. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, Lindsay makes fun of me because like we'll start a book at the same time and it will take me literally six months longer than her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I fall asleep after one page. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I don't know how you're fitting that in over there. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm too tired. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, this was such a great chat. Thank you so much. Um, oh my gosh. Of course. I'd, Thank you for having us. I'm so flattered. So t- like two more things. So one, uh, tell our listeners, like, especially, you know, those people that are listening that are like kind of maybe on ground floor like we've been talking about, like what was like, what's a one piece of advice you would give somebody? Um, I think if you're, if you have like a lingering idea and you're not sure if you should do it, just start. Like there's always something in the way. Um, like I said, we just started with a Google search and kind of like kept going and going and going. Um, you just have to start somewhere. And then I think a big moment for us was when we started talking about it and telling other people about it. And just, it it feels like it makes it more real and, and kind of forces you to keep moving forward a little Mm -hmm. bit. I'm all about that. Carter's always like, why are you telling people we're not there yet? I'm like, because if you tell people, then you have to do it. (laughs) I know, just put it out into the universe. And then, I mean, I'm interested to hear what you say, but I have started a company without a co-founder and with a co-founder, and I think it can just be so alienating. So if you can, um, start start with a co-founder mm-hmm. and someone that complements your skill set. Yeah. Yep. I mean, because Carter and I, when we started, I had hired her through another company to do my branding and marketing. My first uh-huh. business, <clears throat> I'd had a, a, a business partner. And then when I sold that, I was, I'm, you know, I was like, I just, what was your first business? I, I owned a studio, a few studios here called Charleston Power Yoga. And we were, oh. we'll be in business. The studio, I sold it to my business partner. Um, and they'll be next July will be 13 years. Wow. Yeah. And so when I left to start the works, I was like, I'm just going to like do this thing on my own. And then of course, like Carter comes into my life. She's like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I mean, and Carter's like 10 years younger than me. And I was like, <laughs> you've got so much like chutzpah. You've got so much like spunk. I need your help. And so yeah. she has just been amazing. And so we are, 
we're not partners, business partners in the sweat studio, but we are partners in cycle. And I mean, we share an office and it's just like, it is so nice to have someone to like bounce ideas off and to, you know, be like, is this weird? Is this right? Like, what do you think? And, you know, I think you know this just like I do, like you have to have hard conversations sometimes that you're like, and especially as women and women in the South, it's like, this it might not be the most polite conversation, but like we got to air this shit out or yeah. it, it's going to all fall apart. And um, 100%. we've gotten really good at that. And I feel like it's made me a better communicator in the rest of my life too. Oh, same. A hundred percent. It's really like another marriage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but we just really, we've learned like not to let things fester. Like we have tough conversations all the time. And I think we just really respect each other. Mm-hmm. Um so as long as we don't, as long as we like air it all out when something's bothering us, then, you know, we get through it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, we had this, we had to, we had a conversation yesterday. It was my whole leadership team. There's four of us. And at the end of it, like one of the girls texted me, she's like, tough love is like the best love, right? It's not like easy, but it's like the love that you know that you worked hard for. And I think that's yeah. like what you want on a team yeah. because it's like you need people that are in it for the good and the bad and the ugly. So, right. And that is the part that does not come naturally to me. I'm like such a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lindsay has like really helped me with that. Yeah. I know it's hard. Like I used to like run at like the thought of like having a, like a confrontation or whatever it is. Oh, and same. now I'm like, okay, put your feet in the ground. You're a grown up. Like you have to have this conversation. Right. So. And for um, like the greater good of the company. Absolutely. Depending on you, like you have the best interest of the company at heart. Totally. Totally. Um, so tell our listeners where they can find you on the gram, wherever. So you can shop wheezytowels.com. Um, you can hit us up on the gram at Wheezy Towels. And then I am Liz M. Ike, which is Liz M. E. I. C. H. My last name is Eichel. Awesome. Well, Liz, this was lovely. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I hope you can get some rest tonight. <laughs> and please open a works in Savannah. Okay. We will, I'm, we will think. I'm going to start we, hitting you up in addition to Carter. We were actually like kind of toying with it for a while and then I don't know what happened. So we'll have to maybe like revisit. Okay. All right. I mean, thank- not like you're busy right now. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Life's <laughs> super casual. <laughs> All right, girl. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a so great much. day. This was so fun. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you liked this, and even if you didn't, please give us five stars. Share this show. We want to keep doing cool things. So rate us, review us, share us, like us, follow us, do all the things, and we will be back next week. 